Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, May the 7th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kirk Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we're glad you've decided to join us today. Um, God bless you for doing so. Uh, get your note-taking materials ready because we've got a, uh, a very, very information-filled hour for you. Uh, we are still in Romans chapter 1 on the Of God series. If you've been enjoying that, uh, we've got some more stuff for you, and it's good stuff today. Uh, now we, we've had to focus on some what many Christians would consider the negative aspects yeah. of, of the attributes of God, which, of course, there are none. Let me just make that clear. God does not have negative attributes. Uh, in fact, he's the most glorious thing ever. Oh, and, funny you should say that. Yeah, and Pastor's saying it's funny I should say that because that's what our focus is going to be today, the glory of God. Uh, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Why does it say that? Uh, and I'm just going to, I'm probably getting ahead of pastor a little bit like I usually do, but, but we've all, we're all sinners. We're born with a sin nature and therefore we fall short of the glory of God because he is sinless and perfect. So we're going to talk about what we're falling short of. Oh, God's glory. Okay. Well, uh, with that being said, I'm not going to take any more of Pastor's time. This is an extensive subject, and he's got a lot to tell us this morning. So, Pastor, tell us about the glory of God, please. We sure, I sure will. Well, I won't. The, we're just going to let the scriptures speak. Well, we usually do. We usually do. That's the way we do it. Um, um, don't believe our opinion. Believe what God said. Yeah, that's right. Sure. And so, uh, we've talked. So we've had we've done eight episodes now on the words of God, and um, uh, it, it, if you go through all the of God's in Romans chapter one, you will get rather a complete study on the the doctrine of theology or the study of God. So far, we've talked about the gospel of God, the son of God, the beloved of God, the righteousness of God. We've talked about the judgment of God, the wrath of God, and the power of God. And way back in November of 2020, we talked about the will of God. And so if you want to go back to that episode, November 17th, 2020, You'll get that study. But today we want to talk about the glory of God. And I want to tell you, Curtis, um, I'm not sure that there's any human being that can actually give you a message in an hour time on the glory of God. Maybe not a complete one, huh, Pastor? Oh, boy. Uh, But we're going to try and give you a comprehensive (laughs) one. And uh, uh, we need to get started. So in Romans chapter 1, uh, we're talking uh, about the of gods, and there's 12 of them uh, in in Romans chapter 1 alone, and one of those is the glory of God. And to begin with, we're, we're in Romans chapter 1, and we're talking about the, uh, the wrath of God being revealed from heaven against the ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness, 
Uh, and and it goes on and on with now with the whole list of, of a roster of the reprobate things uh, that are or uh, that have been going on for a long time and um, let's go quickly to verse 21 with regard to these reprobates it because it says because that when they knew god by the way atheists and agnostics we're going to deal with this in our next podcast, because when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. And professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And now verse 23, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And so what did they do? Uh, they, they worshiped humanity. Uh, they worshiped birds and, uh, and four-footed beasts Nature, and creeping things. Mother Earth. Yeah, all of that nonsense. Yeah. Okay. And so they just changed the glory of God. Well, what is it that they were changing? What really is the glory of God? And that's what we're going to talk about. And so several things we're going to be um, mostly in the New Testament, but we're going to start in, in the Old Testament in Psalms chapter 19. Boy, what's one of my favorite Psalms, Kurt? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll read the first, oh, uh, three or four verses, but verse one starts out and says, God, God has manifested his glory. Now, these are all things uh, that we're going to tell you about how God manifests or shows to us his glory. And so Psalm chapter 19, verse one says, the heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament showeth forth his handiwork day unto day utter speech. Night unto night showeth knowledge. There's no speech uh, nor language where their voice is not heard. Isn't that amazing? God, first of all, manifests himself, his glory in his creation. That's right. Wow. Why don't we know that? Why don't we believe that? Because maybe it's because we don't know the scriptures well enough, but... Let's go to Psalms chapter 8. We'll begin reading with um, verse 3. The psalmist says this, When I consider thy heavens and the work of thy fingers, the moon and stars which thou hast ordained, see, he's talking about creation again, isn't he? Uh, uh, what is man that thou art mindful him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Huh. Well, God. Again, a reference to us not being close to the glory of God. That's exactly right. So uh, God has manifested his glory in his creation. Look at it. Does that mean we're not divine? No. And, and by the way, and here's what the psalmist is saying he says when i consider yeah. 
the heavens and so forth. You have to consider it first, don't you? And and it's it's the creation he wants you to consider. Take a look. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, for those of you who believe in the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I had a discussion like this last night with my coworker. Yeah. And, and guess what? He's wrong, I, I bet you. Well, he's not, he's not incorrect. He didn't disagree with me. Oh, okay. And he, he just, you know, he said, well, I know people who don't think that and then yep. here's why, and, yep. you know? Yep. And I said, well, I think atheists may have more faith than I do. Yeah. If they can believe at first there was nothing and, and then, then it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. I, yeah. I, did, do they ever, do people who believe that the big bang theory ever tell you where, how that explosion happened? Well, no. Of there had not. to have been something here already there's to gotta, have caused there's it. There's got to be a catalyst, yeah. Isn't that amazing? And his name? Oh. Is God. His name is Jesus Christ. He was in the beginning. In the beginning. John 1-1. John, well, how about Genesis 1-1? In the beginning, oh, God right. created the heavens and the earth. That's right. I mean, it's a simple thing. That's he it. did it. That's and it. he manifested his glory in that creation. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you of something on a secular note. Even our most respected quantum physicists like Stephen Hawking have admitted that without God, there is no explanation for the beginnings of creation. There's oh. no explanation of the beginning of the universe without God. Amazing. Uh, so there's your admission, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what the Bible's referring to when it says, when they knew God yeah. and glorified him not, yeah. we all know that he's there. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. So if you don't believe that there's a God who created everything and, they, and that he's the God of glory, you're of a reprobate mind. You're of a reprobate mind. It's as simple as that. Yeah, Romans chapter one says it clearly. We're not saying that. We're not saying no. that. That's the word of God. That's what the word of God is. Let's go to, um, and then now the second way God has manifested himself is in Christ. That's right. See, God's invisible. God is a spirit. And must be worshipped. And he must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. And Jesus himself says, no man has seen God at any time, but the son he hath declared him. And so God manifested his glory. The glory by which he created the heavens and the earth, he manifested it so we could actually see right. his glory in Christ. Right. John chapter 1 yeah, um, says this, in the beginning, well, here we go again. In the beginning in the, was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word word is capitalized, is capitalized referring to a human manifestation referring to jesus christ yeah. so in the beginning was jesus christ and jesus christ was with god and jesus christ was god that's right by the way the first thing that god gave to a dark and unformed world was light that's right. god said let there be light there was light well and jesus is called here in john chapter one he says it says in verse four he in him was life and the life was the light of men so so here it is. Uh, God is saying, uh, if you want to see God, you got to look at my son, Jesus Christ. That's right. And so 
look at Jesus Christ. By the way, John chapter 1, verse 14 says, and the word, there's that, there's that. Um, capitalized again. Capitalized, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The immaculate conception. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God manifested his glory in creation. He manifested his glory in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, please. Matthew chapter 6. He, he manifested his glory in his verbal communication to man, in his creation, in his Christ, and his communication. Matthew chapter 6, uh, if, you, uh, if you're familiar with it, um, uh, it's, we see the Lord's Prayer, and it's Jesus Christ giving the Lord's Prayer. And he says, after this manner, Verse uh, Matthew 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And he goes, and he continues, and he continues, and he continues. And then he gets to verse 13, and he says, and uh, verse 12, I like that one. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Verse 13 says, and lead us not into temptation, but rather deliver it. I, I, I added that word rather. Uh, so uh, that's an opinion. But, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And so in the Lord's Prayer, which is what we call that, yes. is it finishes with the word glory. Right. Thine, God, my Father, is the kingdom and power and the glory forever. So in his communication via the, the uh, pattern of the Lord's Prayer, he's manifested his glory. That's right. In, in how you pray. And, and for our German listeners, uh, it goes like this. Unser Vater in dem Himmel, dein Name werde geheiligt, dein Reich komme, dein Wille werden wie im Himmel. Unser tägliches Brot gib uns heute und vergib uns unsere Schulden vergeben. And I'm not going to go any further than that. But oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a... Just a shout out to our German listeners. My, my son lived in Germany for quite a while while he was in the service. Okay. And he learned, and he learned that well. Okay. So you German-speaking people, we haven't left you out of anything. Okay. So that's in his creation, in his Christ, in his communication, and then in his compassion. He yes. manifested his glory. In John chapter 11, uh, I can't read the whole chapter. I will. Uh, no, I won't. <coughs> In John chapter 11, I'll give you a, a brief uh, um, overview of what it was. Um, Jesus' good friend, a man named Lazarus, was sick. And uh, Jesus was not there when he was sick. But people sent messengers to Jesus and said that Lazarus was sick. And Jesus did not come back yet. 
He didn't come to see Lazarus yet. Yeah. He delayed his coming. Yeah. He had a reason for that. He had a reason. Boy, he did he ever. Then, okay. And so then Lazarus died. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, and then he was buried. And he's put in a tomb. Um, and and the stone was rolled over his grave, like much like the grave that Jesus was put in. Yeah. And I think that this is a forerunner of the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yes. And so Jesus came back, and uh, and he said, "Well, he was talking to uh, Lazarus's sister, and uh, the." And she was upset that he hadn't come quickly. He said, if you'd come here, he would not have died. And he said this. Um, uh, and he told her that that what just happened, happened. So God should so show his glory. In verse 40 of John 11, Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of God. See, Lazarus's illness and Lazarus's death and his burial was also that the friends of Jesus Christ and the relatives of Lazarus could see the glory of God. And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And guess what? Lazarus was raised from the dead. Lazarus come forth. That's what he said. And he did come forth and, uh, and he lived uh, and uh, was raised from the dead. And this is a type of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was to be, he, he was to die. He wow. was to be buried in a tomb much like Lazarus. And he was to be raised again when the stone was rolled away from his grave. And in that, uh, God has manifested his glory. In God, fact, God was showing people, this is going to happen to me. That's what he was saying. This is going to happen to my son, so don't be surprised. Yeah. And yet we were. Yeah. Isn't that something? <laughs> and, and God, we were, right? and God yeah. did all that to do what? To show yeah. God's glory. Yep. The wonderful, massive manifestation of His glory. So uh, He showed His uh, uh, the, the glory of God and His compassion for Lazarus. Okay, number five. Now this one's important. I mean, they're all important. Okay. But uh, this one's important. God manifests, manifests and is manifesting his glory in the comportment of mm. believers. Oh. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah. By, by the way, you are complicit in this thing if you do these things right. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Oh, I... <laughs> the book of First and Second Corinthians were written to the most carnal of the of the first uh, the first century church, um, and uh, and they had to learn a lot of things. 
but God loved them and, and gave the apostle Paul to write them two epistles so that they could learn about him and his glory. But look at First um, Corinthians chapter 10, uh, and we'll go to verse 31. Well, uh, let's begin reading of the verse 30 in First Corinthians 10. He says, for if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that for which I give thanks? Whether therefore you eat. Now, wait, now listen, underline this. This is for this is for us. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Does that mean? When I'm at the grocery store and I have a double basket full of goodies and I'm about fourth in line at the checkout counter, <laughs> that means if I'm there, whatever I do, I do to the glory of God. And by the way, at Kroger's in our town, they know they know me. They know I'm a Christian. I, I can right. vouch for him, folks. <laughs> I, I've been there with him. And this is after I was about sixth in line with a double basket yeah. of groceries. And I know, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, so God manifests his glory in what you and I do. Yeah. So we're supposed to do all to the glory of God. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter, or excuse me, 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We having any fun yet? I am. I am too. Always do. We always enjoy uh, teaching, teaching the word of God. Uh, Paul says in, in uh, chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, I'll begin reading uh, verse 13. He says, we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. And he said, and so he says, for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reach not into unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in the preaching of the gospel of, uh, of Christ, not boasting. Wow not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. You know, we like what we're doing, Curtis. Yes. But we need not to be boastful of this thing. We need to be grateful for being able to do it. Amen. And the, so, Paul, so Paul says this, but he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So what we do for God, our comportment, our way of life, our manner of doing things should shine forth the glory of God in our lives. And that's just another way that God can show his glory to other people. We need to understand that. We need to do it. Oh, brother. Um, 
Are we going to get this in? You've got about, uh, about six minutes. Okay. Let's go to the next one. God manifests his glory in his coming again. Oh, boy. The gospel is that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose again. And later on, after he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, where he's been for a lot of years. But he's promised that he's going to come again. He said, if I go... Uh, if I go away, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. So he is going to come again. Did you know that the Old Testament prophesied this? It sure did. Isaiah chapter 60. Do you like it? Love it. Here he goes. You ever you ever sing that song? Arise and shine and give God the glory. You ever hear that? I remember song? singing it in Sunday school almost every Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that's what it says in Isaiah chapter sixty, verse one. It says, "Arise and shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee." What? The glory. That's the resurrection of Jesus Christ hundreds of years before he was born. It says, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness of the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Isn't that something? Uh, the glory shall seen be seen upon thee. You've talked to the you're talking to saved Jews, yeah. yeah. And and he's talking about the the millennial reign of the Lord Jesus Christ when everybody will come to the light. Christ will come again. Uh, he will set up his kingdom uh, in Israel in Jerusalem, and he will rule and reign for a thousand years. And that will be uh, a a visual a visual manifestation of God's glory. Oh boy. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. This might be the last verse we'll get in on this first half hour, but we'll continue in the next half hour. Um, Matthew chapter 16, verse 27 says this. Let me read, I need to read verse 26 first. It says, um, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? And verse 27, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. God, Jesus Christ is going to come again, and he's going to come again in glory. Matthew 25, 31, and I've got a few minutes left in this half hour. Matthew 25, 31, and we'll take a break after we read this verse. And it says this. Um, it says, when the Son of Man, here it is again. 
Matthew chapter 25, verse 31, it says, And when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of glory. And it's talking about that great blessed millennial age when Jesus shall rule and reign for a thousand years in righteousness upon his throne in glory. So God's manifested his glory in creation, <coughs> manifested his glory in Jesus Christ when he became flesh, manifested his glory in the communication of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6. He manifested his glory in his compassion that he had on Lazarus when he loved him and came back to raise him from the dead. He's manifested his glory in the comportment of believers, how we do things. That is very, very important. So, uh, so uh, folks, understand this. The glory of God is a big, big, big um, theological study. So we'll, um, I think we'll close. With that, Curtis. All right, let's take a break, and we'll be back uh, in just a few moments. So stay with us, please. That's right. Okay. <laughs> 